Three, two, one. From Rapid City, South Dakota, we go behind the scenes of South Dakota Mines Athletics with interviews and exclusive access. This is Hard Rocker All Access. My name is Josh Van Valkenberg, Gernert. I'm here with Paisley Gibson. It's our second episode of the Hard Rocker Huddle of the Year. Thanks for joining me today, mm-hmm. Paisley. You're welcome. I'm just kind of getting started. Just talk a little bit about your life growing up. I know you have a bunch of siblings. You grew yeah. up in Omaha. Yep. What was it kind of like growing up there and what got you initially interested in sports? Well, um, I actually, like when I was a very young, I grew up in a town of like 300 people. It was like probably an hour away from Omaha. And then when I turned 12, we moved to Omaha. And I didn't really know anything about like, obviously I played like YMCA volleyball, but I wasn't like familiar with clubs or like big high school teams. And then when I turned 12, we like we moved to Millard and Omaha, Nebraska is just a big, you know, volleyball city, I guess. So my high school coach like introduced us into um, different clubs and then my dad was like, oh, Nebraska Elite and went there and tried out and made the teams and then it kind of just went up from there, I guess. Was Nebraska lead in Omaha or did you mm-hmm. have to travel a little bit? Um, it's like, it was like 15 minutes from our house, so yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's some people here from smaller towns yeah. and they have to travel. They have to travel like an hour just to get yeah. to their places, yeah. yeah. Um, so growing up, was it just, was it always volleyball or did you play other kind of sports um, early on too? I kind of played around with a lot of different sports. Like I played softball for maybe three, four years and then I played basketball up until like my fifth grade. Um, I, I did gymnastics for seven years, so I was two to nine, but volleyball just, I don't know, I was really good at it. I didn't really have to try at it, so... So once you got to high school, it was pretty much only yeah. only high school volleyball and club volleyball. Yeah, yeah. My dad tried getting me into track and running and all that, but I just was like, no, it's just volleyball. Not a, not a <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, so what was it about volleyball that, I guess, you mentioned you were good at it, but it had to be, you know, obviously yeah. you enjoyed it. What was yeah. it about Um, I think it's just, like, being able to not – like it was, it's not an individual sport. It's kind of like I have to do my job in order to make my team better. So being able to like help other people achieve a goal that I'm trying to also achieve kind of I don't know, brought a little bit more of a purpose to my life. So yeah. Um, Plus it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when did it kind of like start to like, hit that maybe you could play college? volleyball in college? Um. I really say my my junior year was when I really ch- like after COVID. Um, that's when everything kind of like started to settle. I was like, I could go play college if I wanted to, and like there was parts of me that were like, okay, I can't, like I'm not good enough to go play at a higher level, or like there's so many doubts of that my high school coaches were, you know, like they're hard on you, and then I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't care. I'm gonna go do whatever I want to do in my life and then coach reached out to me and I was like this seems like something I could actually do so what were um were there some other schools that kind of reached out or what was yeah that process it was hard because like I had so many 
colleges around the country like before COVID hit and they recruited me hard and then COVID hit and everything kind of just stopped because of the process but I had a lot of colleges up like like East Coast and I had like and Missouri like some of those colleges and I was like I don't know if I want to stay closer to home or not but then I was like also um the degree was a big factor in where I went to school like I wanted to have a college degree more than I did want to play college like sports so was it mostly d2 type schools mm. or did you have some low I had D1s? a couple d lower d1 colleges like reach out to me um there's one in New York that I was looking at I don't remember the exact name of it but uh d2 mostly yeah so what was it about South Dakota mines that kind of drew you drew me in um being able to compete at a high level but also knowing that like whatever degree i chose could get me further in the future than like any other school kind of sure so yeah yeah Yeah, it's a best of both worlds i guess yeah it definitely (laughs) is yeah. And then uh, what was kind of that? Obviously, I know you switched majors now. Mm-hmm. What was that initial transition like? Was it kind of shocking to a see little bit, in yeah. your first year? Um, so a lot of my family, like, they all work, are, like, doctors and nurses. Like, so I was, like, kind of going towards a medical degree. But, like, pardon me, like, not that it was too difficult, but I also didn't want to, like, be stuck in a lab my whole life or only have like a couple of options to go into if I change later in life so I was like having a going into business I have more of a wide variety of things I can do and I don't have to be stuck in like one or two states so I can be able to like travel if I wanted to as well so is that something you're interested in yeah I've always wanted to travel plus it's uh, it gives me more options to do with my life so where do you want to travel Europe. <laughs> I want to travel to Europe, but I don't know. I've been to a lot of the like the states, but sure. I don't know. They're just passing through, kind of. Yeah. So Europe's uh, pretty fun. Yeah. Been to Austria and Germany, Ooh. and it's. Okay. I wish I could go back. Yeah. Like it's. Oh, Paris is always on the top yeah, top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then you kind of mentioned you have a bunch of siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, I know for sure. Name slip in my mind, but Talia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a pretty good volleyball player. Yeah. So my my dad met my um, his girlfriend. I pretty much call her my stepmom now. They've been together for almost three years. But I met like he met them after like right when COVID was hitting. So like the transition into like having kind of a. Um, older sister is weird because I have three younger brothers so I've never had a sister before so especially since she played volleyball it was kind of weird but so I remember the very first time I ever watched her play was at the final four up in Sioux City and I don't remember who they were playing but like that level of competition I was like I was like this is what I want to go into and like she's a very good volleyball player so she used to play at uh, North Dakota State okay. University, and yeah. then transferred to Midland to play all six like rotations because she originally went there for a libero. But yeah, I think she's an amazing player. And then my stepmom, she played at South Dakota University um, as an outside hitter. So I'm 
having both of them kind of yeah. know what I'm going through helps a lot and helps helped like my game be higher as well. So sure, I bet it was kind of neat though to see that competitiveness yeah. and kind of push you a little. Oh bit. yeah, she that was a big factor of me going to college as well. Like being able to see how she played and knowing that like if she can do it, then I can do it, kind of thing. So. And then, just going back mm-hmm. into your early life, mm-hmm. I know you kind of live with your dad now, yeah. right? Do you want to talk a little bit yeah. about that So, um, when I turned nine, yeah, when I turned nine, my parents divorced, and then a lot of things kind of just spiraled, and, like, we moved to Omaha, and then my mom, like, followed, obviously, to be, like, closer to us, but... Um, it's kind of, it was kind of difficult because, like, I didn't grow up, like, around a lot of people, I guess I would say. Like, it was a really small town, so everyone kind of knows everyone. And so I didn't have, like, all the advantages of, like, kids growing up in bigger cities, like, being able to, like, know people or get in to club volleyball early on. So it was, like, me, I had to work ten times harder just to, like, put my name out there. And then also, like, I have three younger brothers, like I said, so I kind of had to, since my parents were divorced, I kind of had to, like, raise them as my, like, kind of not their mom, but at the same time, kind of like their mom. So taking on, like, a lot of responsibility at a young age kind of helped me not necessarily grow up fast, but, like, see things differently than a lot of people. So, um looking back now do you see things in yourself that are like wow I'm pretty mature considering yeah um I I think definitely a lot like I kind of have a not not necessarily like maternal instincts but like especially when it comes to how people um like relate to other people like I can relate to almost anybody's situation and like what have other people have gone through that's like I may not have necessarily gone through that exact scenario but like there are a lot of like feelings that I know like what people deal with so yeah, yeah. so two younger brothers three three yeah what what ages are they um one's a senior in high school and the other one is a freshman in high school and then one just went to middle school okay. so all kind of are you still pretty close uh, yeah with them? yeah we're pretty close I mean it's difficult now that they're all getting older but yeah we've always been tight-knit does so. the senior go to the same school as you did? Mm-mm. Are they still all? So they, um, I went to Millard South, and they, um, when we moved, we moved three years ago from Miller to Papillion. Okay. So now they go to Papillion High School, so. Sure. Is that bigger or smaller? A little bit smaller. Still okay. Class A, but, sure. Still yeah. same area, though. Yeah. Omaha area. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize you've only known... Talia? Tilia. Yeah. For three that. years. Yeah. It's, but like, we're pretty close. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you obviously have a natural. Yeah. I mean, she knows what you're going through. Exactly. And, like, kind of been through some of the same things as well with her, like, her family dynamics. So. Okay. But yeah, you, you kind of mentioned she was pretty legit. I think she was like a two time All American. Two time All American. Um, Midland is. A powerhouse. Yeah, like they could be lab. easily could a smaller D one college if they wanted to, yeah. but yeah, they're so, in the G PAC conference, I yeah. believe. Were you able to go and see her play a bunch? Of mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, it's weird because my some of my club coaches, um, 
she plays at what is it called? St. Mary. She plays at St. Mary. So like um and also Talia's best friend played at St. Mary. She was a setter. The one in Texas. Yeah. Okay. So no, the one in Nebraska. Oh, the um gotcha. It's like College of St. Mary, I think. Yeah. And it's weird cuz it's like I knew all of them, so I'd be able to just like watch them play and then them coaching me. It was almost like I was in the game kind sure. of thing. So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and then your time at Millard South. What mm-hmm. was the volleyball team kind of like there? Did you guys were you guys pretty good? Yeah. So it was. It's like I said, Omaha. Like they take volleyball very seriously. Like I don't know how many D one athletes you get going to Nebraska. I remember we used to play Scott uh, High School. And, you know, Lindsey Krause is from there, and we used to just play against her. So it's, like, volleyball there was very, very hard. But, like, Millard South, I mean, there were seven seniors, my like, my year. We had seven of us, and so we had to, like, we were so close to getting to state. But every school was, you know, hard. Yeah. Like, everyone had, like, a six, like, a lineup of six people going to these D1 colleges that you were, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm playing against them. So well, and you probably played in the biggest class. Yeah, you were in Omaha, so you're probably exactly. playing schools from Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. And Lincoln is, I mean, insane Omaha, as well. I mean, yeah, there's a reason they just sold out. <laughs> yeah, for exactly. Right? Like, no, it was weird because I was like seeing all the photos. Like my club coaches just brought their whole team there, and I was like, that could have been me. <laughs> yeah, how cool would that have been <laughs> yeah. to be able to be there for that? Yeah, that was, ugh, I wish I could have gone, but it's so good, like. It's so good to see volleyball at that level. Yeah, exactly. Especially women's sports, because it just seems like it never is... Obviously, it's recognized, but, like, you know, like, there's also a different level level of competitiveness between, like, men's and women's sports. So being able to, like, see that happen is really cool. Yeah, and then, I mean, in the last five years, volleyball's just grown so much. Yeah, exactly. Like... I think it was last year, the Final Four set mm-hmm. a record for attendance, not just in women's sports, no, but yeah. the venue itself. Exactly, is, exactly. So it's, and it's, I mean, women's volleyball is just so fun. It's so much fun to just be able to watch, because it's not like, this sport, you're not, you're not doing the same thing over and over again. Like, you know, I love soccer, but like, it's also like, you're kind of doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a little like, repetitive. Yeah, but like volleyball, you got your plays, and you got different people coming in different like hitting styles serves like all of that so it's it's never like the same game yeah so yeah it's very exciting just in mm-hmm. general as a sport yeah what about you individually at millard south and i guess your club too mm-hmm. we didn't talk about your club success um very very difficult putting like like my coaches were you know on me a lot like because i was having the, you know, leading the team in kills or getting kind of, like, all this recognition. But it was, like, even though I was getting that, it's it's never easy because I was, like, okay, I'm doing this for my team, not for myself. Even though, obviously, I had so many goals that I wanted to achieve. But, like, I came into club my 16th year, and that is, they say, like, one of the hardest years of club because it's so competitive, and that's when college coaches start looking at you. And I came in, like, brand new, never been to club before, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go out there to try to do what I do. Made the second team, which 
they said was pretty good for never like played in that that level before. And then what sucked is like we were such a really good team. Then COVID hit, and then like everything changed. You know, people start moving different clubs. So then you're playing with new people the next year. And so I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was like up there in club because so many people play club. But I think that like, you know people kind of knew who I was, I guess, and that was enough for me to be be able to use it. Sure to get where I am today so yeah let's talk about I guess the beginning of your time here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um first first what was what was we kind of talked a little bit about your recruiting process but what was it like to how quickly did you connect with the coaches with the staff? coaches like right off the bat I remember Tony was the first person before he left that yeah. was really recruiting me and I remember like I've was either texting or calling him first and then like he was like oh you can talk to you know uh coach and I was like oh I'm nervous I was like I've never talked to a single like college coach on the phone in my life so my my dad's over here like trying to tell me what to say what to do and I just get on the phone with her and it's like natural like there was no confusion no nervousness like we were just having a conversation like me and you were having and I was I don't know I felt like I was almost like she was in kind of like like a mother figure in a little bit of a way so i don't know it was an instant connection so sure yeah, yeah you kind of mentioned tony obviously he's mm-hmm. not here anymore i think he re- completely retired from yeah, coaching i think so but he is one of the just talking to him he is one of the smartest yeah. volleyball minds i've ever oh yeah and i remember to. like when i was looking at committing here like talking to him and he was saying like I remember he used to coach somewhere that one of my dad's friends with like kind of like kind of knew of him and I remember like being able to like have kind of connections towards that that was like that's kind of cool that my dad knows people that know him so yeah yeah I mean he's been everywhere in the volleyball world he was a head coach at Drake yeah uh Drake was trying to trying to get me and I was like "Mm." (laughs) yeah yeah that's a little bit. Drake's a little small. Yeah, they, I think they're a lower D one college. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. In, I can't remember what conference they're in. I know they're in. Yeah. They're D one. Yeah. Sure. And then, what was it like? I guess it was probably before you got here when Annika took over mm-hmm. for Tony, right? Mm-hmm. It was like right when I got here. It was. It was weird because it's like I didn't really know either of them, sure. but like. I guess it was kind of easy transitioning into, like, a different, like, assistant coach just because I didn't know Tony that well. But, like, they just feel so much, like, like, I can dissect her from coach to friend kind of thing. Like, if I need to go to her as a friend, I can do that. Or if I need to, like, go to her as a coach and, like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to fix? I can do that as well. So, just easy. It's yeah. There's no, like, need to be scared or anything. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's important in coaching at this level. I think Lauren, even Lauren would say, you know, winning, I want to win, but yeah. it's more important to grow relationships exactly. with it's, these kids. Without, and, well, without having the relationship, there's no point in winning, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So. For sure. And then you kind of came in and, I mean, even in, practice I yeah. noticed like yeah. oh I, I didn't even know you yet and I was like 
oh, she's going to be a star. Like, yeah. I could tell right away. I hate, <laughs> I hate to, like, I know you're not right, <laughs> Yeah. but it was pretty obvious in practice that you were... Trying to try gonna, to do gonna something. Get there. Yeah, it sucks because it's like I came in and then I rolled my ankle. Yeah. So I was off for like a couple of weeks, just trying to like get healed and whatnot. And it was a, a little bit of a rocky start for me because personally, like I didn't know how to. So like so many emotions were hitting me all at once. Like I was away from home, which wasn't that big of a deal. But then it was like, okay, like coach is expecting so much from me, and I'm like trying to. Know, know how to take that without being like oh she she hates me or she wants so much that I can't do and I just finally got to the point where I was like you know what coach is expecting me to do this for my team to get us to a point where we're gonna go make playoffs I was like if she's expecting me to do this and I'm gonna do it and like there was so many times where I was like oh she's upset with me but I was like she's upset with me for a reason because you see so much potential to what I have and what I can give to the team so I just took that. I took everything that she said and took that to heart, as in she's pushing me to to get us there. And then hopefully, like, obviously there is times where I feel like I didn't reach the goals that I wanted to make, but it was obviously more important for my team to do it than for me to do it. So, yeah. I did not expect to ever make all-conference, though. That was not... <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of mentioned that you were... The first two weeks, you rolled your ankle, you were yeah. out for a little bit, and then you weren't necessarily super key in the rotation either. Yeah, no, not until, like, oh, we played, was it was CCU? That's when Coach was like, okay, I'm putting you in, and I was like, my time to shine, okay, I'm well, going to do I it. Think had, I think you had double-digit kills <laughs> yeah. right away, Yeah, and then you took off. I yeah. mean, I was you like, were one of the best attackers yeah. in the conference, And Because Coach was always like... She's always telling us, she's like, you never know when you're going to be put in the game to make a difference. And, like, that was when everything switched to, like, it was like, okay, it's either now or never where I either get on the court and do something about it or get on the court and be like, oh, we're losing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I was like, I'm going to make it happen. So, yeah. What was it like to have, there were seven seniors last year. Mm -hmm. What was it like to kind of learn from them? Um, they are some of the people that I think I've ever really looked up, like, the most I've looked up to in my, my life, like, because this school is not easy. Like, it's being able mentally, physically, like, it's so difficult doing time management with it. So being able to look up to people that had that down but then also had, like, been through COVID and then college sports in the mix was so much of a healthy, like, relationship with them because I knew, like if I was struggling, they've been through it. So I always had, I always had someone that had my back to go to. So yeah. And when those seven got recruited here, I don't know if you know this, this program was, yeah, I mean, was not where it's at. No, the the year before they came in, I think we won one game the whole season and then like three, the next day. So those seven really... They really turned it around. Yeah, they did. They, for sure they turned it around. They took the whole team on their back and said they're going to do it. So yeah. yeah. That's why and I look up to I them mean, as well. I mean, last year, they had qualified for the RMAC playoffs one time, but weren't mm-hmm. able to play because it was during the COVID year. Yeah. So last year was actually the first time in D2, since we went D2, that we yeah. made the conference playoffs. I remember having a conversation with them about that, too, and they were like... 
they were bouncing off the walls that they finally were able to like do it yeah. and i was like you guys deserved every hard sweat tear that you put into this program to make it what it is today because it's like it wouldn't be what it is today without them like at all like yeah. culture wise i mean skill wise like none of it is it's all of them so. yeah and now you're obviously in a different situation because mm-hmm. most most of the roster now is new people. Yeah, new people. Two transfers and then eight freshmen are coming in. So it's yeah. a little, it was it was a little bit scary at first, just because I'm we played like spring season last semester. It was um there was nine of us and you know it was yeah. <laughs> it was hard. It was not easy playing yeah, volleyball I mean, with you nine can't people. Even play, like yeah. regular scrimmages. With exactly. Nine. So I mean I can speak for all of us when we said we were nervous like. I mean, the seniors set the, the set the standard for what we had coming in, and then it was like, okay, we're carrying this on, but it's like we're so young, so it was like we have to take all of this on our backs now. So we were all nervous for like you know so many different people, so many personalities, and you know work work ethics. So we were like, okay, we got to set. You know, not being too strict, but, like, set the standard early and then... But they were so easy coming in. We were so nervous for no reason because <laughs> they're just so sweet and, like, they have the worth ethic and they want to see the program get better. So, yeah. So have you taken on a little bit of... A, I know you're not one of the captains, but have you taken on a little bit more of a leadership I role? try to. Not, not because necessarily anyone puts me in that position, but because, like... Like, I am on the court, and I know that not everybody necessarily always has that opportunity to get on the court. So it's like when I do it, I'm doing it for everybody else. And Coach puts a lot on my back to get the job done, and it's like since she is doing that, like, I do kind of take on a little bit of a leader role just because it's it's natural to me too. Like, if I'm going to help other people, like, I have to um, put that out, like, put myself out there first before I – you know other people do it so what does leadership look like for you are you a leader by example are you a leader off the court I try to be all around I guess I'm not, I'm not perfect so obviously I'm gonna always mess up but trying to follow the culture what coaches put down and what the captains expect like it's doing that leading by example but then also you know like outside of volleyball it's also being like someone that people go to or like I'm never going to judge someone for their mistakes because it's like you've if you've done it I've probably done it kind of thing so like being someone that is just more so like relatable to people like I'd rather be a kind person than um someone that's strict or has you know has it all, but I don't have it all, so, yeah. That is not, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, that is not the vibe I get from you <laughs> at all when you're on the court. Yeah, like, on I feel the like court, I'm a little bit different. <laughs> so competitive I, yeah. intense. Yeah. And like... I, I put on a, a little bit of a braver, braver fate. Cannot speak. Braver fate. <laughs> braver fate. Yes. Then, then what I'm feeling I guess because it's like I know that other people are counting on me and if I let myself um show what I'm going through kind of thing then it's not going to be the the game that I want to play 
so I kind of always tell people I'm like once I step on the court I leave everything else behind sure. and it's just volleyball which you know we all struggle with it's not yeah. easy to like if I'm in a rut then I have to try to figure out how to get out of that but yeah yeah so leadership obviously looks a little bit different too when you're in a match mm -hmm. compared to you know just talking to people as friends and trying to get them yeah. through situations yeah exactly it's very difficult difficult to do yeah i mean because i am such a not necessarily a sensitive person but like i take a lot of things to heart like off the court like if someone is mad at me then i take like that entire day i'm like okay like what happened like why is someone mad at me but then like on the court like i try to not overthink and i have so many conversations with annika about it like if I'm overthinking, then I'm not playing my game. So, yeah. There's a different leadership on and off. So how do you get past that when you're playing? I mean, you kind of mentioned sometimes it can be tough. But yeah. But there's got to be, in every college athlete, pro athlete, there's like mm -hmm. this switch. That switches off. Um, I try not to get em emotional, I guess. Like, it's... <laughs> last year Annika made up this thing about um she goes ball hit floor and I was like that's that's what I tell myself anytime that I like think that someone's getting irritated at me or coaches yelling at me from the sidelines I'm like okay the next ball just don't think go up and the ball just hits the floor so I'm like if I start thinking then I start over analyzing and then I start messing up so I just I can't think about it sure but yeah and then just kind of like um, so obviously last year you eventually, we kind of already talked about how you took off mm -hmm. after like mid-season-ish. Mm -hmm. What was it like, you know, mentally once that kind of, I mean, it had to be so frustrating to go through that ankle and yeah. be so good in practice and then yeah. just not be able to get it to translate over. What yeah. was it like once you finally got to that point? Um... <sighs> It was weird because it was like when when I wasn't playing like obviously I was getting frustrated because I was like I've always you know not to like not to be that person but I was I was kind of always someone that coaches went to to get the job done like I was always playing I was always six rotations like I've never not played I guess and then last year when I like didn't start I was like okay like right now is not my time which is which is fine like coach obviously coach knows what she's doing but then I was like I'm gonna make it my time I was like mentally I had to just push through I'm like okay it's not me yet it's not me yet and then once I got in the game I was like this is my time so I was it was really difficult for the first couple of months knowing that like she had so many expectations but was it like putting me on the court so I was a little frustrated. I'm like, okay, you know, she's she's telling me all this, but then she's not doing it. And then once she put on the put me on the court and I started playing, it was even like more difficult mentally because I like like personally I have so much so many things going on in my life that I had to overlook that and realize that like right now volleyball was what I besides school volleyball was what I really had to focus on and if I wanted to get the team 
to playoffs if I wanted to get my goals achieved and I had to forget about all of it and just focus on one point at a time because I even told the girls uh, a couple days ago I was like we can't focus on every single future game because the game now is what's gonna make us have a future so yeah I had to take on a tougher mentality than what I was used to so you mentioned a couple times going through things personally is it Mm -hmm. something you can talk about or yeah um I think coach does a really good job of making like mental health a priority and she makes sure that like if we're not having a good day then she like will tell her about it and she'll be like okay like you know take the day off and like growing up the way that I did like my mom really struggles with depression and so like I don't know if that can carry over like genetically but like even what I the way that I grew up I kind of developed a little bit of that so I've learned to work through it but there are times where like it will really bring me down especially like kind of what I'm going through right now like my grandpa just passed away like really like right at the start of preseason so it was like I went home and now my grandma's struggling with it because they were together for 51 years and then my mom you know that was her dad so it's like not being able to be home for my family is really tough and then like I've been like kind of struggling with like certain people's relationships with me that I don't know if they're not looking at me the right way or like just the confusion I guess and so like I have to be able to kind of figure out how to mentally be okay with some of the things I go through and then open up to other people because I never I don't open up to other people quite a bit I usually like lock everything down until it comes out but I realize like that's not healthy and like I don't want to put that expectation on other people like that because it's you know, it's okay not to be okay so yeah, yeah I mean it's, it is. it's difficult to deal with but it's also life so yeah. I'm sorry to hear that you're going through oh, that yeah but um, I guess moving on. That's a hard, hard <laughs> thing to move on from. But You're good. Um, once once you did start to kind of get things in a rhythm last year, mm-hmm. you eventually got some RMAC accolades. Mm-hmm. You, you were one of just two freshmen in the whole conference yeah. to be named to one of the all-conference teams. Yeah. What was that kind of like? <laughs> how to, how good did that feel? Um, at first I didn't feel anything because that like when I heard that I was kind of like um (laughs) I was like oh goal one achieved kind of thing not to like boost that but I was like okay like this is what I've been working for like finally it was saw like seen and then like after a couple days I was like I did that I was like I actually worked my ass off enough to get to that spot where people now know what I can do which like I don't know I was in shock for a couple of days I was like one of only two freshmen like I was like I didn't know that that was possible and let alone for me to get that so I I don't I some there are times I still don't know really what to think about it because now I'm not like I'm not a freshman anymore now it's like I have higher expectations and people do know what I can do so now people like when they do scouting reports like they're like, oh, you know, you got to sit on this yeah. hitter. And I'm yeah. like, 
I'm not, you know, six five. I can go jump ten feet. Like I have well, to. Well, you can. You can. Jump I can jump. High. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's difficult. You're not six five, but you can jump. Yeah, I'm like I'm only I'm only five eight and a half, and yeah, I got hops. But there are times where I'm like, if I got a six five hitter sitting on me, then I got to figure out like where to put the ball. Sure. So, uh, it's made me a smarter player, I guess. So. Well, and especially going into this year, like. I mean, you were it, right? Because mm-hmm. JC was gone, yeah. Lily was gone, exactly. Tori was gone. All the, all, like, so you were everyone... the hitter that yeah. people knew. Exactly. I mean, obviously, Ala came in and was button really good. Fantastic, yeah, especially as but... a left-handed right side. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what does that what does that do for you to be able to have somebody? like her on the other yeah. side for your um, game and just for your confidence. Ah, I talk a lot with my dad about volleyball just because, I mean, he played football th- throughout his entire life. So, I mean, he he kind of gets the game, like, the competitiveness. And we've talked so much about it's, like, there's only so much that one person can do. Like, not one person does not lead, you know, lead the game. It's a multi-part you know, you got to dig, set, hit. It's not one person does the whole job. And, like, coach has so many expectations, but it's like if you're setting me the ball, like, you know, ten times, then the block's going to know that they're going to you every single time. So then, you know, it's going to be way more difficult to hit a ball. And now having other people that can – I like – the setter can rely on like Kylie can re- rely on this person to get the job done to put a ball on the floor or at least get us out of a long rally then it makes a big difference and like spreading the ball around is so much of a better offense than just giving the same person the ball 20 times so yeah and that's um you notice that kind of in the stats even looking mm-hmm. at the armac schools there's some schools that do that mm-hmm. and that's you gotta have a wide variety of plays because if you're doing the same play every single time, then the other offense will, you know, sit on you. So then it doesn't make your game any better. So. Sure. And then kind of going into this year, I guess, mm-hmm. what were some of your just individual goals for yourself? Or what are some of them? Um, individually, I, I actually told Coach this in the meeting. I was like, I've, I've wanted to be an All-American my whole life, and that's something that I am – working so hard towards and like it is mentally it's so difficult right now with everything that is going on but it's like I had to kind of rely on rely on my body to do the work a little bit and then another goal is kind of just being able to to be that that teammate that people can go to outside the court to like if they have questions, just to ask me. Because I don't want to be someone that is only a leader on the court, only feels like they can talk to me during games. Like, I want to be able to be there in all scenarios of someone's life because I've I've been through it at such a young age. So, I don't know. And then, as a team, our Mac play obviously starts this week. Mm-hmm. How, how excited are you to get Oh, I'm excited. I mean, because our record right now is, what, 6-2? and two? Yep. And obviously I wish it was 8-0, and but that's kind of just how life plays out. But I'm like, that's that's even before conference. So now that I'm like, it's conference play, like, I do not want a single team to be able to, like, look at us and be like, we beat that team. Like, no. 
we we are gonna be the top dogs <laughs> in right. the conference, which I really hope so. Actually, you have the second best record in the RMAC right yeah, now. Yeah, I so. hope that we keep building that up. So, and then obviously team goals. You kind of mentioned you want to be a top dog. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of those goals? I, you, we kind of already talked about how the last seven raised those expectations. Yeah. So now, what are what are your expectations? Um, we talked about this a little bit last year, but as a team, I think being able to obviously win the RMAC champ, like that's. That's goal number one is be able to go to the, you know, the championship and play the team and just just ball out. But then also being what is it the top three or four that they take to the national champion like yeah, yeah, conference playoffs, play, yeah. um, being able to just go to the NCAA and be able to like not just make a, a name in the RMAC but be able to make a name in the nation about how, like coach turn this around in six years like being able to like dedicate our hard play to her you know work is something that i've has been on my line my mind the last couple of weeks for example like just because it's like we are such a good team that i feel like we could carry that on to to everybody to show everybody that we're such a good team so and then beyond the court you know (laughs) i know i know you're you're a business management major now Mm mm-hmm have you started looking at like what you want to do in a couple years once you graduate? Any internships or anything uh, like that? Are you kinda, still kind of? It's kind of new. Yeah. So like the classes that I'm taking right now are kind of, kind of introducing me to a lot of the new things. I mean, like I have family members that kind of semi run their own businesses, so I, I like get a lot of it. But it's uh, I don't necessarily know what part of business I want to go into yet. But sure. I don't know. I'm kind of taking that day, one day at a time. So yeah, yeah. I don't have. I don't think I have anything else for you today, Paisley. <laughs> you're, you're thank good. you for joining you're, me. Thank you. Obviously, Armac play starts Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're on the road at UCCS. Yep. And then we play Regis on Regis Friday. Regis Friday. And then next week we're finally at home. <laughs> for 20, the first game, yeah. 22nd and 23rd. Yep. Um, if you can't make it, watch on our Mac network. Thanks for joining us. This has been Josh Van Valkenburg Gernert signing off. Thank you for listening to the Hard Rocker Huddle with host Josh Van Valkenburg Gernert. Follow on Apple and Spotify.